Welcome to Build an Iconic Life Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Whitehead, and this podcast is dedicated to help you build a life with zero regrets by focusing on how you have everything you need to stand up, stand out, and live life on your terms. Let's dive right in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Build an Iconic Life Podcast. I'm here with Brian Lewis Jr., a really good friend of mine. Uh, we've known each other for about three years. Brian uh, did not start his first business. He actually worked for his family business in the HVAC world. And uh, about five years ago, you became a realtor. Is that correct? Uh, it's actually a little over six now. Time flies and have fun. Yeah. And you have a team of how many people now? Uh, we got about 10 of us now. About 10 of you. Yeah. Um, we uh we just it's kind of funny we're doing this podcast because literally we saw each other physically uh what three days ago three days ago yeah yeah it was a good time uh, yeah you came up from new york i came down from new hampshire and uh, we met in connecticut uh we were at a multi-million dollar property uh we were being educated by someone and then i was blessed with the opportunity to get up and speak in front of a uh, the entire group that was there and uh i man i had an absolutely amazing time learned a lot Yes, and, it was uh, an awesome experience. Definitely, uh, definitely part of living life, as I like to say. Yeah, you know, it's really cool when you can create a life by design where you do the things that you have to do to make money. Um, and at the same time, you're doing it with friends. Yes, and, 100%. And being able to educate ourselves. And, you know, we got into a conversation about people being motivated people being motivated enough to network, people being motivated enough to get out there outside of their comfort zones to learn new things. Um, and it's something that as a business owner, uh, it's it's one of our main things as leaders is to encourage our people to strive to do more because the better they get um, at business, the better they'll get at life, the more uh, satisfied they are and the happier they are, the happier they make clients, the more the business thrives. So it's all hand in hand. But circle, at, the, at the end of the day, man, um, there are a lot of people that just choose not to do that. And I bet at one point in your life, you kind of chose not to do that. Talk, talk about the transition of going from someone who, I mean, I know you've always been an outgoing person, but someone who maybe didn't have your focus on all of the right things. And over time, you started to focus on things that were more beneficial to you and your family. Talk about that transition a little bit, Brian. You know, we talk about living intentionally, right? Because uh, a lot of us are on a hamster wheel and we're running and running and running and we're not getting anywhere. We're doing the same thing over and over like Groundhog Day. We get up, we go to the office, we do what we do. We work late, we get home, we're tired. We, you know, we're we're probably neglecting our, our families and stuff because we're rolling the grind, right? We want to we wanna build that business to the top. And it takes a lot of work to build a business. Anyone that's ever built a business before knows that it's a, it's a full-time effort. But sometimes we forget why we're building that business and in that process of running on that hamster wheel to build that business, running, running, running tired all the time and kind of not watching what's going on next to you because you're focused on running that wheel. Uh, sometimes we got to stop and get off that wheel and get intentional with our lives. And um, usually I find, I think a lot of people I've talked to, it's something that happens in your life. It's uh, you know something that kind of shakes the norm, whether it be a uh, you know, a, a health scare or a divorce or a financial issue that wakes people up. Um, COVID was a big one for a lot of people where, you know, it woke people up like, hey, you know what? I kind of like 
you know, not grinding, you know, 80 hours a week. I kind of like a little free time, you know, to do what I want to do. And uh, for me, that was an awakening. Um, always been working since sixth grade. I started working in a deli and all the way up through then. I'm 47 now and I've uh, been working, you know, to try and get ahead, right? To try and build this this empire that we all try and build. And at the same time, uh, we kind of neglect what's important to us. We neglect our, our families. We neglect uh, ourselves as a big one. I mean, um, personal self-care is big. I mean, going for a walk in the woods and just, just grounding yourself is is big. I mean, a lot of us are, you may have a lot of money, but they're very unhappy because they're not doing what they want to do. They're not living life. I like to say uh, a lot of us let life live us and we're reactionary and we really need to practice pause we've learned about and get intentional with our lives and live our lives. You know, you know, lives are meant to live, not exist. <laughs> um, I know we were at uh, a big event a bunch of years ago, one of my first big uh, mastermind events and uh, Sean Whalen got up on stage and uh, he said that we're all prophets. God put us all here for a reason. God put us all here to basically spread his message, to do big things. And us just existing is not what we're meant to do. It's not our purpose. A greater purpose is to do big things and help people and build the world and make the world a better place. And uh, when you're in your grind and you got your blinders on and you're letting life pass you by and, you know, next thing you know, it's 10 years later and uh, your kids are grown up and uh, you're miserable and you know, it's a story that I see over and over and over again. Uh, marriages, a lot of marriages are breaking up because, you know, that that entrepreneur person is grinding and he's forgetting that he has a wife and he's forgetting that he has a kids. Uh, I'm guilty of it myself. Um, you know, my marriage has failed and I I blame a lot of it on, you know, just existing, just just, you know, pretending I was living with a roommate and not uh, dating my spouse. That's something that, that you brought to to light uh, with Robin that. uh you know, we need to have our date nights. We need to build up our significant other. We need to, you know, continue dating our spouse. I mean, that's a big one. You know, a lot of us just get comfortable and we get, like I said, we lose our intentionality. When you're dating someone new, right? What do you do? You're, you're, you know, you're, you're texting them good morning. You're bringing them flowers. You're, you know, sweet talking. You're doing all the stuff that you would do. And then once you get married, you kind of take your foot off the gas and you just start coasting. Uh, that also goes for business, right? So a lot of people start a business, right? And they're all about marketing. They're all about building up their employees. They're all about having team meetings and all this good stuff. And then, you know, a couple of years down the road, you take your foot off the gas and, and you start letting people get away with stuff and you stop, you know, maybe you're not putting all that effort into marketing, you know, maybe, I don't know, you're letting the employees kind of run the business and you stop running the business because, you know, you're kind of burned out, Um we have to continue to remember to live intentionally. And that's one of the biggest things that I've been finding in my life is literally wake up with a purpose and go do big things, you know, like literally stop and focus on your life and do what you want to do, what you need to do, because, uh, listen, life is short, man. And, uh, somehow I turned 47. You got a couple of years on me. Don't know how that happened. I still feel like a kid in my head, but my body tells me otherwise. And, um, you know, it's uh, I just think it's really important to get the message out there to tell everyone, hey, put on the brakes for a minute. Look around, you know, stop and smell the roses because uh, you know, those roses ain't always going to be there if you don't, you know, if you don't pay attention to them and water them and do all that good stuff. Um, it's really, really something that's was an awakening for me. And I, I hope to wake up other people in the process to, you know, live your life. You know, why are we doing this? Ask yourself, why am I getting up early every morning to go to the office? Why am I? doing everything I do in my life. What is my purpose? Like, you know, there's a lot of us are kind of can't mm -hmm. see the forest through the trees, you know? Well, let me ask you, man. Um, so you had an awakening 
you know, you realized your marriage was not going to work out. Um, I, I was there kind of beside you through some of that. And um, it was hard and it's hard for anyone, yeah. especially when children are involved. And, um, you know, my my hat's off to you because uh, you didn't make a fast decision. You didn't make a rash decision, but you made a decision and your ex made a decision. What are some of the things that you did now that, you know, hey, that's your wake up call. What are some of the things that you did? Can you break it down for people? Because when you say go do big things, sometimes people, they don't know how to start even with a, a you know, a medium thing. Mm. And I wonder for you, what was the first thing that you started doing that was more intentional once you had that wake up call? I'd say the biggest thing for me was learning to live in the moment. Um, I spent a lot of time reflecting on the past and it's depressing. Like maybe I should have been better. Maybe I should have, would have, could have. And all that stuff is gone. It's all lessons that we need to learn from. And you can't live in the past. It literally will just ruin you. Uh, Facebook memories kills me. I mean, it's mm. like you see, you know, Facebook memories pops up every day and you see pictures of your kids. And I'm thinking in my head, wow, I was at work. A lot of that time missing a lot of that stuff and it uh it hits hard you know but it's too late to go back and fix it so what can we do today we can go concentrate on our kids we can concentrate on the people in our lives um i'm actually our mutual friend brian wright i'm actually writing a chapter for his latest book about living in the present because the other part as living in the future uh can't wait till friday can't wait till that vacation can't wait till summer can't and you're constantly just existing to get to that point in life where you think it's going to be better and when that point happens, it's usually disappointing when you think, oh, I'm waiting a month to go on vacation. And the vacations, it's fun or whatever, but then the vacation's over, you're all depressed because you have nothing to look forward to again. So that's because we're not living in a moment. That's because we're not practicing gratitude. We're not thankful for all the good stuff in our lives. You know, you know, divorce is a bad thing. It's, it's, I don't wish it on anybody. But on the other hand, it's given me the freedom to be at a lake house in Connecticut with you on a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. um, this is different stuff that, that, that I'm grateful for because I ex experience a whole different life that I never knew existed before. I'm meeting and experiencing people that I never knew existed before because I was in my hamster wheel, just going, going, going. There's a whole other world out there that we need to, you know, experience. We need to travel, you know, travel into Dallas a bunch of times, Tampa. I had never traveled before, uh, before I split up my wife. I'd always, you know, family travel, but I never travel alone. I never travel for business. For me to jump on a plane and go to a foreign land and meet a bunch of foreign people and make a lot of really close friends out of that it's awesome and i'm i'm so grateful for it so that was that was a step getting out of my comfort zone and doing new things you know step getting out of your comfort zone that was your step one doing new things didn't even matter what it was was step two bringing into the moment and then there's also some other fairly specific things you did you were kind of challenged to do and you were encouraged to do because others of us were kind of doing it but you took it your own direction like you, yeah. you really were fresh with it. Tell everybody what you chose to do. So uh, I discovered 75 hard in the process. If anyone's going through anything in their life, honestly, look up 75 hard and do it. It's a, it's a reset of your life when everything seems to be going sideways and you don't know where to start, literally get on 75 hard. It's, it's such a focus to get the 75 hard done that everything else kind of goes away. Um, and each time I do it, I lose over 30 pounds. I've done it three times. First time I did it. Second time I failed. Life was hitting me hard and I gave up and uh, it bothers me that I gave up, but sometimes you have to, sometimes it's just, 
you can't you can't be hard all the time. Um, last time I just did it because uh, Chris basically told me I had to do it because I was getting a little bit sideways. And uh, we were at Chris's event, and he's like, "So you're starting 75 hard tomorrow?" And you know, I was like, "Yes, I am." And you know, honestly, I'm glad I did because I dropped another 30 pounds and got my head back on straight. And here I am, you know, doing this. So that's a huge one. So then I decided to take that one step further. Um, during COVID, I decided, you know, I like riding my bike and 75 hard. When I did the first time, I was doing bike rides. I said, "You know what? I want to do something big. I'm not going to do 75. I'm going to do 365." So I came up with this thing called We Ride at Dawn 365. And every day I got on my bike, and we rode at least 10 miles. And then I went wherever I rode to, I jumped on live and I came up with a message of the day. And we did that. Actually, I did it for, I did the bike ride for 365, but the message only did 364 because one day I was just honestly out of it and I wasn't feeling it and it just didn't happen. And you know, that's okay. You know, yeah. we can't be hard all the time. And that's, that's another thing that I've discovered is when you get around a lot of hardcore people that get up at 3 a.m. and they're, you know, running marathons and doing all this crazy stuff, not everyone's cut out for that. And it's not that you're a slacker. And it's not that, you know, whatever. It's just not everyone can go that hard all the time. I mean, I was trying to go hard to keep up with some of these other people. And and I broke. I mean, I literally broke myself. Um, so that's just something to, to think about is that, you know, it's, it's important to not be lazy and to do big things. But, you know, not everyone can be as hard as everyone else. So don't compare yourself to other people. Um do yeah, the only, the only race you're running is your race, right? Yeah, stay in your lane and don't worry about, you know, if a guy passes you, they're going to pass you. You know, just stay, keep running as hard as you can in your lane. Um, and, you know, and then obviously you look at a David Goggins where, you know, you know, the guy's a maniac and he runs and runs and runs and, you know, none of us can keep up with him. And he tells us that we need to push ourselves when we think we're tired. We're just getting started. Um, so there is something to that. But I mean, I think I think the whole thing is finding a happy medium in life finding you know the gratitude finding and you know the manifestation so i say don't live in the future but then we talked about a tuesday we need to manifest what we want we need to vision what our future should look like so that we have a target to hit so as much as i'm focusing on living in the moment being grateful for the moment we really and i don't want to say oh i can't wait till you know summer happens because then i'm going to start living my life so that's not the part of future but we can say you know what, down the road, I want to see myself living on a, you know, a lake in a, in a lake house. And I want to see myself surrounded by friends and I want to own a business. I don't want to own a business. I want to, you know, whatever you want to do in your life, you kind of have to have that target, that vision board, you know, that, that manifestation. I love uh, our friend Flory that, that hosted us on Tuesday, uh, talked about uh, what she called uh, the, what was the box called? Uh, the mystery, mystery box? Oh, the mystery box. Yeah. Mystery box. Right. So, Put a box on your table and put your dreams in it and look at it every day as you walk by. And the way manifestation works, uh, if you're free to if you're free to accept it, uh, those things will happen in your life. Well, and the truth is, is it's very, very important to, you know, future paced dreams. You know, I want to live in this kind of neighborhood. I want to have this kind of money. I want my kids to be this way. I want my marriage to be this way. Um, it doesn't matter what it is. But the truth of the matter is, in order for you to bring those things about, you have to already live at the same energetic level as those things are, and they start being attracted to you. So when you put something in a box, and you know you've written it down, and you just walk by every day and see that box, your unconscious mind is remembering what you wrote down. And what that's doing is starting to create this energy around you of belief. And the other truth is this, if you write down really big goals, 
you can't just like jump from one to another. It doesn't just magically appear. You have to become someone in the process. And sometimes you have to do step one before you can do step seven. And the thing that you want might be step eight. And that's one of the things that I believe is kind of missing now. Um, we, we tell people that they can be, do, have anything they want and people go crazy and, and immediately try to jump into what they want. And like you're talking about, and they burn out without really counting the cost. You know, if you've never ran a marathon before, I don't think you should sign up for a 23 miler. Um, the first time you should build up to it. And it's also quite okay if all you want to do are five K's because it's, it's, it's your dream, your race. Uh, but we do hang around people that are at higher level, at least for me. And I want to hear your thoughts about this. The reason I hang out with people at a higher level is because intrinsically they motivate me to want to do more. And I find myself much more easily accomplishing and doing the work that's required to do it just because I'm hanging around high powered people. What do you think about that? I agree a hundred percent. You know, they talk about what uh, you are, who uh, you hang out with, you know, the top five people in your life is uh, basically who you're going to be. So if, uh, if you're in that room with those people, uh, you touched upon the energy. Um, something I've discovered in, in my journey of finding myself here is uh, the energy that's out in the world and how, how the world operates on energy, how, when you're in a room full of high performers, successful people, most of those people not only financially are high performers, but in in life they're high performers. They live their life with purpose. They 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 help people. They're you know philanthropists. They, so when you're in that room and you start talking, literally like it charges my batteries. Like you know, I I came out of Tuesday after hanging out with you and Flory and the whole crew there, and literally felt like I was on fire. I'm like, wow, this is this is cool. Like you know, my batteries are charged. My bucket is full. And when your bucket's full, you can pour into others. When your bucket's empty, you can't pour into others, right? So when you get yourself around these these people, I mean, just the stuff that's been going on in my life in the last just couple of weeks, um, Flory's Connection, and I connected to a couple other people, and a couple of energy healers have showed up in my life, which is just kind of crazy. Um, I'm in this Facebook group, and I did a post, and this girl reaches out to me, total random. She goes, um, like, what are you about? And I go, what do you mean? She goes, I sense your energy. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, there's something in you. Like, like, what are you about? So um, I actually look her up and she's into um, Reiki and energy and, and healing and all this stuff. So she sensed my vibe through my post on Facebook, which is just, it gives me chills thinking about it. So I'm actually meeting her this afternoon to talk about doing some joint venture stuff, uh, events and stuff like that, because she's like, like we need to we need to team up there's there's a lot we can do here like so i mean that's just life it's crazy like when you're in your moment when you're in, living your life the right way and you're uh open to energy and i mean and probably i would have thought that was weird before i've kind of been exposed to this someone randomly reaching out and said like you know i feel your energy what are you about and now we've said we've had some cool conversations and we're going to meet this afternoon and talk about you know possibly uh, doing some joint venture stuff together all from just like being in that moment, leaving Tuesday with the energy that when I did a post, she felt through my post. I mean, it just, it gives me chills thinking about it. It's a real thing. I mean, energy in the world is how the world operates. And I think that's why a lot of us gravitate to each other. I'd like to say that we're, we're operating on different frequencies and people, when you're on a certain frequency, everyone kind of just meshes together. And you know, that's how we connected. That's how a lot of people in our group have connected. Um, again, you just kind of feel each other. Like, you know, when you meet somebody, talk to them, like just something clicks and you're like, that's one of my people, you know, that's someone I, I vibrate with. 
you know, it's, uh, you know, a whole different world once you open your mind to it. You know, um, giving yourself permission and allowing is probably one of the hardest things for people to do because if they can't make common sense out of it, then, uh, you know, oh, I don't know this person well enough. Well, as an example, you know, someone came to one of my events, a friend of yours. Um, that's how you ended up at the same event last this week as me. But she introduces me to this person. This person says, hey, I have an event coming. She knows that I speak. Um, she invites me to speak. And I not only go with Robin, but we bring one of our main guys with us from one of our companies and you show up and it's like we we give ourselves permission to go on that adventure. We give ourselves permission to meet the right kind of people. We trust that we're going to find, you know, the lemonade amongst the lemons. And that is personal development 101. You know, um, it doesn't really matter whether the water is green or blue. It's what you think it is. And a lot of people, um, instead of choosing to look through their own rose-colored glasses, they're looking for the flaws. And I think a lot of that comes from programming, um, whether it's media, whether it's family or friends or people that are around you. And for me, I don't want to be around downer Debbie kind of people. I don't want to be around people that are always talking about their woes. Um, you and I are both responsible for a lot of freaking humans. I don't have time to to be sad that long. I don't have time uh, to to make excuses for myself. And do I do it? Sure. But by hanging around other people and by giving myself permission to go be around those people, like you said, my bucket fills up, it starts overflowing, and I just keep giving out of what's overflowing. And it just so happens that I own multiple companies. I'm in love with my best friend. Uh, we have amazing kids. They aren't perfect, but they're amazing. Um, we have I have amazing friends, and I literally am I'm living a life by design. I've scripted my entire life, and I'm grateful to go do that work. And I really wish other people would truly sit back, like you're saying, before the calamity hits, before something has to shake their uh, ring their bell. Take the time to do some self self assessment. Ask yourself, Am I really moving towards what makes me joyful. I believe joy, not happy. Um, happy is a really fleeting thing. And like our good buddy said, it probably only lasts about 90 seconds anyway. But joy is something that I believe is residual and you can build upon it. And that's where gratitude comes from. Do you have any parting advice on gratitude and what you've learned about it? So um, starting with joy, joy is something that we possess and we let people take it from us. We let situations take it from us. So we decide every morning if we're going to live a joyful day and then life happens and we let people and things take our joy and we need to guard our joy. Now it's not easy, but it's again, living intentional that you think this situation right now that I'm about to lose my top on, let's pause. Let's not lose our joy over this. Let's, let's stay happy. Um, the other part of that you touched there is the intentional go giving. That's something like I said, I keep repeating. I, I, I steal that from you all the time. I'll borrow it or however you want to say it. So when you had your event, I experienced your event the first time around. It was awesome. I told everyone about it intentionally, right? I told Christina, I said, Christine, you need to come to this event. Uh, I told a couple other people, Christina, you know, it's hard to get away for two days. Christina's like, you told me to go. I'm going to go. She's like, you know, you're 
if you're telling me I got to go, I know I got to go. So she went to the event and she was blown away and I knew she would be. So on the car ride home, we rode up together from uh, Long Island to uh, Boston. And she's telling me about our new friend, Flory. She's like, I have someone that you need to meet now. So she actually put me on a group text with Flory. And I started telling Flory about your event. And I was like, you need to meet Chris because uh, this is, this is, this is someone that's going to mesh with you. So next thing you know, like I said, you're, uh, you're speaking at her event. Um, she's like, Chris is coming. You coming? And I'm like, hell yeah, I'm coming. <laughs> like that's not even an option. Right. So, um, and then again, that goes down the road now where a couple other people have kind of started fulfilling to this, this new friend that I met that I'm supposed to meet this afternoon. It's someone else that has the same mindset that, you know, we're, uh, we've been talking about doing a, an event down here in New York just because it's it's these kind of events aren't really happening here and I kind of want to bring this kind of this kind of mindset work um, everything that we're experiencing in Boston um, that we've just experienced in Connecticut we want to try and bring it to New York because I think a lot of people are hungry for a better way um, you know a lot of people are stuck so uh, that's what we talked about you know I'm meeting this this friend this afternoon about possibly what we can do together to put something together to help some more people because it's been listen i know how bad it, it sucked when i was in my shit like you know it's just I mean, we've all been there we've all had our bad days we've all had our things that went sideways and you know what life goes on and small steps forward daily as our friend thomas says like every day get out of bed one foot in front of the other and i guarantee whatever you're going through will get better if you find reasons for it to get better if you find a sunny day if you find friends in your life that, that that text you and say, hey, you okay, you know, is anything going on? You know, you want to hang out? Um, everyone you meet in your life is there for a reason. Pay attention to everyone you meet. And, you know, when I met Chris, years, you know, three years ago, we met at a dinner uh, that our friend Thomas actually uh, connected us at. And here we are three years later, living life together, doing life together, because we took a minute to pay attention to each other and learn what each other are about. And you know, he said, and listen to that energy vibe, the energy connection that was there. Uh, so important, I think, to just, like I said, literally get intentional. Just stop. Put the brakes on for a minute. Practice pause. You know, I keep hearing that. It sounds cliche, but literally we're all knee-jerk reaction. You know, we have all these bad trained, you know, uh, behaviors from our past, these past traumas that affect how we react to things. And we don't think. We need to stop and think and say, do I want to start a fight over this? Is it worth losing my joy over this? Uh, I just heard a saying, um, you can be right or you can be happy. Um, I kind of like that one. Sometimes we'll fight to the death over is the sky blue or is the sky green? Who cares? If someone thinks the sky is green, let them think the sky is green. Why are you going to lose your joy and start a fight over that? And a lot of times, a lot of us do because we're like, no, it's blue. And like, why? Who cares? It's not worth fighting over. It's not worth losing your joy over. So stop, evaluate your situation and decide Am I losing my joy over this? Is it? Do I need to be right about this, um, or do I want to be happy about this? And uh, that's it. Get intentional out there. You know, everybody. I want to say thank you for listening in today, and I also want you to know that Brian is networked all over this entire country. Um, he is someone that goes out of his way to make friends uh, with friendly people. Uh, he's somebody that you should meet. And Brian, if they want to find you and communicate with you, what's the best way for them to find you? Uh, I have a website, brianlewisjr.com. So B-R-I-A-N-L-E-W-I-S-J-R.com. Uh, and everything's on there. Um, 
there'll be links to all my socials. But if you're on social, Instagram is Brian Lewis Realtor, all one word, and uh, Brian Lewis JR on Facebook. And uh, I'm on most things. But if you, said, if you hit my website, there's links to everything on there. There's also a lot of my podcasts on there uh, from the past. If you learn, want to learn more about me, there's links to my podcast on uh, the website. Dude, I'm, I miss some of those um some of those rides you used to go on because one of the things that you would do after the message of the day, and it always touched my heart is um you would just say a prayer to end the video. And it was so cool because you didn't have the camera on you when you ever, you were intentional about this. You would turn the camera almost like a Charles Corral Sunday morning episode at the end where you're just kind of taking a picture of, you know, you're taking a video of nature um, while you say your prayer to end it. And I remember one time, uh, you ended up bringing a, a preacher along with you to ride. Is that right? Yeah. So when I started doing a ride, so I did the ride a little bit before 365, before I decided to commit to a year, I was just like, it was kind of a thing. Like I was riding with my friend six o'clock in the morning. Uh, I'd say, Hey, you guys want to ride to the beach tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, let's ride. Like I'll be in my house at 6am. And I put it out there on Facebook. Hey, anyone who will ride with us, we're riding down to the beach tomorrow. We're leaving, you know, my house at 6am be out front. And it started to become this thing where my friends were like, hey, we ride tomorrow. And I'm like, hell yeah, we ride at dawn. And that's kind of how the you know the saying came up. So then um, local priest in uh, my parish, uh, friends on Facebook goes, I want to ride. And I'm like, all right, awesome. He goes, I don't have a bike. I was like, well, my kids have bikes. So he's riding my oldest daughter's bike and he started riding with us. So uh, that's how the prayers kind of came about. I'm like, well, you know, Father Eugene, who who was here from Nigeria, has a crazy story about uh his life growing up in Nigeria and coming to America. I mean, it's just awesome. Um, I said, come on, I guess we got to do prayers. Or, you know, we're here with Father Eugene. And that's kind of how it started. And then he was riding with us like two days a week. And I said, you know, we got to keep up the uh, tradition on that of uh, saying prayers. And a couple of wild things happened during that journey. The one day I said to him, hey, where do you want to go? He goes, oh, let's go to this park. We haven't been there yet. So we go to this park. And as I'm riding through the park, uh, I see a couple of people huddled over like in a, in a, in a huddle. And I'm like, and I realize it's my mother-in-law who's, who's pretty religious. She does Bible study and stuff like that. So he's with me. So I roll up on her. I put my arm around my mother-in-law, kind of scared her. Like, what the hell, who the hell is this? You know, it's six o'clock in the morning. She's like, holy cow. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? It's like, our friend is going for cancer surgery today. We're praying for her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, I happened to bring a priest. So, and we did a big prayer circle in the middle of the park. It, was, it still gives me chills to this day, right? So that's so beautiful, man. Like, what's the chances of us going to that park at that time and showing up at this moment when they were praying for their friend? I mean, it was crazy. Even better than that, the next day, I'm live by myself now at another lake and I'm saying my live message and I'm telling everyone about the story, how it gave me chills and this and that. And as I look up, there's rosary beads hanging from a tree in the middle of the woods. It was sick. I was like, I, I I lost my breath for a minute. I was like, wait, what? Like, like those are rosary beads in the middle of the woods. Like, and I'm telling the story about how basically God just showed up with us. And I'm like, so a couple things like that happened along that journey. And uh, it just really tells you that there's, 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 a, you know, God's real and it's out there and uh, you need to pay attention. Yeah, absolutely. Well, brother, I appreciate you taking time to be on our podcast and sharing with everybody. Uh, everybody will put his uh, information up on the website uh, along with uh, a way to connect with him. And uh, everybody will see you in the trenches. Take care. I came from the mud. There's dirt on my hands. Strong like a tree. There's roots where I stand. Hey, friend. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, 
please leave a review and subscribe to catch future casts. If you really enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it so others can benefit from it as well. I'll see you in the trenches. Try to catch me howling at the moon.